Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. He also then, after He saves us, He then anoints us. You know, when Jesus, when He was baptised in water, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit descended on Him like a dove. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit came on Him. And the Bible teaches us that when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus, it says the Spirit of the Lord came upon Him because He has anointed Him. And He anointed Him for certain things to do, which Jesus has called us to then follow in doing those things. You know, sometimes people think the Lord's anointed us just to have joy alone. No, I love joy. Anybody else like joy? Anybody sitting next to somebody who's filled with joy? Come on, anybody sitting next to somebody named joy? I don't know. But the Lord has come that we might have joy. Absolutely, no doubt about it. But God's main uh, goal is not that we would just have joy alone or even that we would, now some of you are going to get upset, even that we would have His presence. Because the Bible tells us His presence is going to go with us. I've seen in this era, I see sometimes churches advertising come to a worship experience and I'm always interested with that. Because I'm like, the worship experience isn't for us. It's for Him. The worship is for the Lord. But what God does do is that when we come and we worship Him, then God anoints us. And I want to encourage you, uh, it's not... It's not just so we, hey, I got blessed and I had a nice time. God anoints us for His purpose. Let me say this, the anointing is given to accomplish a purpose that God has for you in His house and then through His house. God anoints you for a purpose He has for you firstly in His house and then through His house out into the world. Too many Christians miss it, but at Global Heart Church, I'm gonna go on about it until you are in your purpose. You're going to go, Pastor Jared, can you shut up about my purpose? And I'm going to say, no, I can't. Because Jesus came, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you because He's anointed you to do something. You have a purpose for your life. There's a calling for you in God's house and there's a calling for you out of God's house. I got saved as a broken teenager. So many problems in my life, in my family, so much abuse, so much neglect, so so much poverty, so many challenges. My dad was super violent. He also was the mind game king. And so I, by the time I heard the gospel, I was just pretty, pretty burnt, I would say, and so old. I was a teenager, but I was an old man because of what I've been through in life. And, uh, And when I gave my life to the Lord, I would say pretty well straight away, when I got prayed for at church too, and somebody prayed for me, the Holy Spirit touched me. And by the way, tonight, if we pray for people and you see somebody get touched and they sometimes, sometimes they fall on the ground, that is not the goal, to fall on the ground. The goal is never to fall on the ground or to fall back or to do anything. That's not the goal. The goal is that you be touched and anointed for the reason you're breathing. You have gifts, you have talents, you have a calling, you're unique. Uh, I just can't get over all these people who talk about, you know, evolution. I'm like, oh, please. I would have to lose my entire intellect to believe that. So I'm not going to. People are completely complex. Any husbands here married to your wife? (laughs) You know someone completely complex. And what a blessing your wife is. 
to you, your family and the planet. All the husbands are looking straight ahead. I've got no friends. I have no friends. The girls are so complex. Why God made them like that? Evolution didn't get lucky. It's a people are created in the image of God for an incredible purpose. And it's a purpose that the men can never bring that the girls bring. I said, I said to the boys once, do you think that I'm bringing anything that your mum brings to your lives? And they went, Dad, don't be ridiculous. That was their answer. I said, what about, you know, some, they're like, Dad, no. And I was like, oh, okay, well. So there blows uh, that theory that men and women, we're just the same. We're creating the image of God. Every person uniquely. Girls, you have a unique, amazing calling. God gifted, God talents, God breathed. We're so grateful for all the girls. Oh my gosh. All that you bring to the planet is incredible. But the anointing is that you might accomplish the purpose. You might accomplish. That's why some of you have had such an attack over your life. That's why some of you right now, you got fear hitting you. You get depression hits you. You get addictions you're struggling with. You have relationships. The enemy's like, I just got to keep you in this smoke, smoke-filled cloud so that you don't wake up and get a clue that you are important to God and you have a purpose. So, so the enemy clouds us, but God wants to remove the cloud. And, uh, and I'd just like to, with our Rise of Sand coming, which is actually that conference, Rise of Sand, this year is called Generations. Because too many people are living for themselves, which is so small, when you need to live a life that's impacting the generations coming. And I love it that my son just became the campus pastor, Generations. You know, and then my grandson, you know, he's, I'm gonna get him going quick. Anyway, <laughs> get him moving. But we're meant to impact the generations, right? And Steve Kelly, who's coming, you want to come, guys. Can I encourage every guy, be there. It's going to be supernatural. Steve and I have been friends now for 49 years. So I took him to church with me. Now he leads a church in Virginia Beach in America with about 6,000 people in, I think. And uh, he was a 17-year-old. 17-year-old. All you 17-year-olds, get saved now. And Steve now has this crazy life from when he was a broken, pretty well a drunk 17 year old. And now he's such an influential leader in the United States. He was originally from America. We met in Sydney as kids. Our dads were Irish alcoholics who drank together. And then that friendship was a God design. Steve's coming with his son who's now leading their campus in uh, Virginia Beach in America. It's generations. So, but you need to know Steve's coming and I want to encourage all the men to be here. There's something powerful about Steve and I getting together again. Because God brought us together as broken young teenagers. And then we gave our lives to the Lord. And today our life is a different life. And it's not that we just have a nice time, you know, and we just, hey, it's a nice time. No, we are doing what we're put on the planet for. Though the devil tried to wipe us out and actually wipe our dads out, and he did a very good job of my dad. But Steve's dad got really saved. Uh, He was an alcoholic as well. His mother was an alcoholic. They got saved years uh, before they passed away and had a huge impact on so many people's lives after following the Lord. And so... It was a whole thing of in a short time, God used them incredibly to impact a whole lot of people, and, uh, and which was fantastic. And they actually impacted me, which was so, so powerful. 
You know, the church, everybody, around the world, you'll see, sometimes you'll see a dead church. Why is that church like that? Why is that church dull? Why is that Christian dull? Why is that boring? Why is that? Well, without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the church becomes dull. It becomes weak. It becomes lifeless. And so the same is for us, everybody. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need God's power. And the anointing can break your past off. As a Christian, it can break off mediocrity. It can break your reluctance. It can break your fear. It can break spiritual paralysis. If you've got stuck, God can loose that off your life. And then He graces you. uh, And that grace, the grace that saves us, then He graces you after He's graced you to be saved and you walk in this grace that sustains you through the difficulties of life. Sustains you through the difficulties of life. You're walking along, you're like, okay, challenge. Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do here? God goes, hey, lean on me, lean on my grace. I'm gonna get you through. That's why you can't make it outside of church as a believer. If you, and by the way, if you're not yet a believer, can I encourage you? In the world we live in right now, it's a huge mess. There are ideologues working to bring in and undermine all the foundations of the planet. It's a huge mess. And that's why God's house is so important. Yet people think, oh no, the church, oh yeah, I'll get there. No, you've got to become the church. We don't go to church, we become the church. We become it. And you walk in this sustaining grace where God, God is gracing you. You're like, how's this happening? How am I doing this? How did I pay that bill? How did I get that breakthrough? How am I being married? How am I being a parent? How am I serving God? How am I being a friend? How is this happening? And God says, it's because I'm gracing you for it. My grace is with you. But you need to be in my house. The Bible says there are two or three gathered Uh, in His Name. There He is in the midst. And the one thing Jesus is doing is building His church, everybody. He's building His house and we need to realise that He's building His church. I love, um, you know, the Scriptures uh, where it's talking about God's church and His love for the church. And uh, let me just pull up one or two here for you. So powerful. Psalm 20 verse 6. The Lord gives victory to His anointed. What are you anointed for? You gotta know I'm anointed for this. Then the Lord says, yep, if it's what I've anointed you to do, you'll have victory. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand in Jesus' name. So good, so good. Here we go. Look at this Psalm 100, actually I'll go to Psalm 42. Psalm 42, the Psalmist said, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy, giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Psalm 122, again, the psalmist says, I was glad, I was so excited when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us go there. John 2, 17, the disciples of Jesus remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. it's the same word as passion. It's a passion for your house. You know that you've got near God. God's anointing has got on you when you have a passion for His house. Sue so, so and I didn't have a passion for much. I think as you know, teenagers, we were, all, we were just a roller coaster mess. And then we got anointed. We started following the Lord. And we suddenly had this passion to get near God. 
to be under the Word of God. So much non-truth getting chucked out in our culture. Oh my gosh, it's like bleh. And I was so glad to be in God's house hearing the truth of the Word of God and letting that go into my spirit. Psalm 69 verse 9, passion for your house has consumed me. And, uh, and I just think that is so important if you're gonna make it. Everybody, if you have a broken background, you cannot make it on your own. It will not happen. You will be in a, what is it? The roundabout of life. You'll be spat out again. You've got to get into connection in God's house. If you have brokenness, you, you'll end up in, if you need one addiction now, you'll end up with another one because you're always trying to fill something which is a connection issue that only God and His church can fill. That's it. That's it. So I pray tonight everybody gets anointed with wisdom. <laughs> we need wisdom. And, uh, and we need His power. I need wisdom and His power. So let's go back all those decades ago. And I'm just like, I'm like uh, enjoying my life now so much because I'm like, wow, Lord, I'm living in what I thought possibly could be. I'm living in what, could that happen? Could, could our family be something? Could I have a family? Could Sue and I have a family? Could, could, we, could we follow you? Could you use us? So, and the decades go on and here we are. Listen, everybody, that's a grace. That's anointing. That's a power. But it's not just for me and Sue. It is for you. It's for you. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power. That word power in the Greek is dunamis. It means you're gonna receive dynamic power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The Bible tells us that God empowered the disciples. They were full of fear. Jesus had been crucified. Everybody's in fear. And are the Romans gonna kill us? Are the religious people gonna kill us? And Jesus says, wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And He says that when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you're gonna be witnesses. You're gonna share the Gospel in Joondalup, in Perth, in Australia. Then you're gonna go around the world with the Gospel. Now, you may not be sent to go around the world, but you live a life that you are a missionary here first at home, but together we are missionaries to the world in Jesus' Name. Can somebody say Amen? Here's what the Holy Spirit will do, everybody. And even tonight, I pray, right in this season, the Holy Spirit creates zeal to serve unselfishly and sacrificially. The Holy Spirit creates a zeal for us to serve unselfishly and sacrificially. And you're like, why am I doing this? Why do I want to serve people? Why? Because the touch of God brings the heart of God. Come on, the touch of God brings the heart of God. And God's heart is for people. And here's what God's going to do for you. God's going to give you the privilege of loving and serving people in His Name. Let me say that again. God is going to give you the privilege of loving and serving people in His Name. Oh my gosh, how incredible, representing Him. And He's going to grace you so you represent Him well. I love it when, when the Spirit of the Lord came on Jesus, which is the same for us. It was to preach the good news. It was to release captives from prisons. It was to give beauty for ashes. Some of your lives have been ashes up to this point. Don't judge the future from your past. 
Don't judge the future from the past. So when I had to leave the ashes, Lord, there's the ashes. Leave them. Tell God you're leaving your ashes and then begin to walk on in God's house. And God will begin to start to beautify your life in Jesus' Name. Wow, He makes everything beautiful. Puts beautiful people in your life and uh, starts doing amazing things. He also said, you know, you'd be anointed to heal the sick. I love that. God's sending us to help heal people sick mentally, emotionally, physically. In Jesus' Name. And also it says we'd be able to discern the truth. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, suddenly you're like, hang on, discernment comes. 1 John 2. I'm suddenly discerning. Oh my gosh, that's the truth. That's not the truth. We need to be able to discern the truth. And then God anoints you for victory to push through in battles. The moment Sue and I got saved, we're both out of broken backgrounds. And then the devil says to us, hey, sit down, the two of you. Then he says, leave church, the two of you. Get out of here. Get out of church. Sue and I had to get, we had to get our fight on. We've had to get our fight on numerous times over the years and say, right, okay, we're up for the battle. We're up to fight. Lord, anoint us to stand. Now, here's what our fight is. We're not, you know, exhausted. We're standing and saying, Lord, we're standing. We stand uh, still in You. We stand under Your Word. We stand in Your house, week in, week out in Your church. Lord, we stand with You, God. Father, thank You for victory. And the Bible says, having done all else, stand. Pray, do what you can, do whatever you, you know, whatever wisdom you have to do, but then just stand and say, God, help me. And then Sue and I today can testify that in the imperfect years, the imperfect challenges, that God has brought it around and we have seen so many breakthroughs, so many blessings, and we are so grateful to God that He helped us to stand in the battle. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Everybody, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit as well. You need to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not praying in the Holy Ghost, man, you need to. 1 Corinthians 13 says, No, I speak in the tongues of men or of angels. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that when we're filled with the Holy Ghost, you actually edify yourself. You build yourself up in your most holy faith. You, you, it's like a car battery. You're charging yourself. And also, uh, here's 1 Corinthians 14 too. For he who speaks in the tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands Him. However, in the Spirit, He speaks mysteries. You know, the enemy has a counterfeit around the world. You go around to world religions, cults, you'll see how they're doing this chanting thing. And many in Asia are chanting the name of a deity. And that deity is a demonic deity. And you start chanting a demonic deity and you will begin to have that deity set up shop in you. And then they end up in bondage. They end up, you know, you ever seen people, they stand for 10 years like this? You can't do that naturally. That's a demonic spirit that's coming to that person through chanting. Well, God doesn't do that. God wants to liberate people. He wants to free you. But God gives us a prayer language to pray, which I started praying when I got filled with the Holy Spirit as a new Christian all those years ago. And here's what I know. I was praying God's will through, as the Scripture says, we speak mysteries. The enemy doesn't know. God knows. I believe I was praying God's will through when I was a broken 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old, that if I had have known what I was praying, because some of you are saying, well, why didn't I know what I was praying? If I didn't know what I was praying, yes, you shall go and plant a church in London. Yes, you'll plant a church in Zambia. Yes, you go plant a church in Perth. I'm from Sydney. Yes, I would have said, are you crazy? I'm not doing that. Yes, you'll start a rehab out in Bullsbrook. No, I'm not. Heck, 
It would have been, no! So God goes, what I'll do is I'll bypass your mind, Jared. I'll give you a language by the Holy Spirit, heavenly language. You'll be able to pray my will through because if you know my will now at 20, you'll explode. But when you're 40, 50, 60, you'll be able to cope with it by then because you've been praying it and you'll see my provision in the midst of your prayers. In the midst of your prayers. Listen to this. If there's an invisible difference in your life, there'll be a... Sorry. (laughs) If there's an invisible difference in your life, hello, prayer, praying in the Holy Spirit, then there will be a visible one. If there's an invisible difference in your life where you're walking with God, you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're praying God's will through, listen, then there will be a visible one in your life. People And people look on later and go, how did that happen in your life? Steve and I, who's coming for Rise and Stand, we both like, how, did, how has this happened? There's only one way that he and I are living the lives that we're living today, and you'll see him at Rise and Stand, is the grace and the power and the blessing of God as we sought Him over many, many years. In Jesus' Name. Every young person here, can I just speak to you for one minute? Do not settle for a mediocre life. Don't settle for a life without God. I couldn't care what movies come out, what games come out, what journalists say. I couldn't care less in comparison to knowing God and walking in His purpose and will for my life. There is no comparison, no comparison. And here's the thing, for people who will step up and who will humble themselves, but have the guts to say, God, if you're real, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me, Lord. Cleanse me. God says, when you reach out to me like that, I will come into your life. I will forgive you. I will touch you. I will save you. And you will know me. So tonight I want to say to everybody and every young person here, listen, live your life with the purpose of God. You don't know what God will do with you. I want to tell you, He wants to do something great. And some of you will go overseas for the Kingdom of God. Some of you will be used in schools, in universities. Some of you will have jobs in science. I don't know, but I'm telling you now, if you let Jesus Christ into your life to be the Lord of your life, you watch and see what God will do with you in the years to come. Can someone say Amen? Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.